Praise the Lord, church. Uh, I don't know what's above a cat on a hot tin roof right now. That's where I'm at. Uh, as Pastor Ruth Jackson said, it's been a while. But I do feel like God has given me something to talk about today. And I just want to say before I forget, Bishop, I honor you. You have been an example to me of grace and of mercy. And I thank you for that. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I want to say how grateful I am today that I get to preach to my dad and mom. <laughs> um, and my beautiful new little baby girl that my wife is holding back there. The reason I'm not getting any sleep. Y'all can be seated. When I was putting this together, trying to study, uh, this was probably the most difficult message I've ever studied for, simply because last time I was working on a message, I only had one to worry about, and now I have five. Um, so sleep and time and all those things are things that are fleeting, but, but I do believe that God gave me something here. The title of my sermon today is, What is Worth Your Promise? So anyone who's been around this church long enough knows that this is a church of promise. This is a church of prophecy, of impartations, and of giftings. Over the years, we've been here since 2006, but I know some of you have been here longer. You've heard prophecies about what's coming in the future of this church, and personally, you have received things and promises from God that have been spoken over your life. So what is worth your promise? Over the last couple of years, all of us in here know that we've seen some walk away from their promise. Some of those that walked away didn't affect me as much as others due to not having personal relationships. But there's some of those that I watched walk away that just brought me to tears, thinking about how far they had come and the things that they had that God had instilled in them and what was worth walking away from that promise. I want to go to James 1 and 22 today. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. One thing, again, that anyone who's been around this church long enough will know is that what comes across this pulpit is the word of God. This pulpit is not filled with flowery messages. This pulpit is not filled with things that are focused more on punchlines than substance. When you come into this church, what comes across this pulpit is going to be the word of God and it's going to speak into your heart. Even though you sit on this pew and you listen to the word of God that comes across from all those who speak from this place and from this pulpit. If you don't allow it to get inside, if you don't accept it, if you don't receive it, it's not worth anything to you. You'll still be able to walk away. You see, when you sit in this church and you listen to the word of God that comes across, when you do it long enough, something that comes across this pulpit is gonna rub you the wrong way. Something that comes across this pulpit is going to go against something that's inside of you. 
whether it be tradition, the way you were raised, whether it be something that you didn't realize you were going to have to give up. Something is going to go against what's coming across this pulpit, and that's when you have to make the decision. Are you going to allow what's inside of you to rise up against what is being spoken that you know is from the word of God? Are you going to allow it to cost you your promise? Or are you going to submit to the word of God, to the man of God, to the women of God that are speaking, and allow that thing inside of you to be broken down, to be removed, to not keep you from reaching your promise? That thing that rubs you the wrong way may not even be something that is a sin in your life, but it could be something that's a sin in someone close to you, that's one of your loved ones that every time you hear that spoken about, it just rubs you the wrong way and it makes, you, makes it harder for you to overlook the sin in that person's life that's close to you. And it makes it so hard that when you're around them, you just can't handle it. It starts to rub you the wrong way because, yeah, you know, you, you know what they're doing is wrong. You know the lifestyle they're in is wrong. But it makes it so much harder to overlook it and go beyond just loving them to be accepting of them and the way they're living when you hear it preached against from this pulpit. I feel like some have allowed that to, to bother them so much that they felt like it was easier to walk away to a place they won't speak those same things to them. They won't remind them of the sin that their family members are in. They will allow them to sit there and become complacent and accept their family members and their loved ones where they're at so they don't have to think about that. Do not allow yourself to be deceived. You see, those that are in your circle of influence you will not be the only one affecting them. They will affect you. There may be some in here that are saying, well, I'm strong enough. I can stay connected with those who've walked away and I can be a witness to them. I, I, can, I can draw them back. But you have to be very careful who you align yourself with and who you spend time with. Because though your foundation, you may say it's a strong rock, it's, it's a mountain that I have built up. I can tell you that over time, Storms and even a little trickle of water can erode the very foundation of that stone that you think you are. And one day you will find yourself, if you align yourself with the wrong ones, you will find that you no longer have a foundation based upon something solid. And when something comes your way, it will erode, it will fall, and you will find yourself walking away from your promise. Romans 12 and 9 says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. What are you holding on to? Is that tradition you're holding on to? The thing that you thought is giving you peace? What are you holding on to that is keeping you from your true purpose? Because I can tell you this much, having been through a lot of different things over the last couple of years, if you hold on to the things that keep you away from your purpose, you'll never have peace. You'll never be satisfied. No job, no career is worth God's purpose. Recently, I had to make a hard decision. 
Couple weeks ago, I received a job with Microsoft, which was, was a blessing. It was a hard pill to swallow at first because they put me on night shift on back half, which meant I was gonna have to miss every other Wednesday night. And I said, God, you know what's going on. I'm just gonna pray. I went to my first day of orientation. At the end of orientation, I was still set to go to back half nights. Not only back half nights, but at a new campus I had never been at. And I kept praying, God, I'm trusting you. I, I say I trusted God, but I was also applying for a lot of other jobs. <laughs> and <laughs> two days before I was supposed to start my first night shift, my boss called me on the way home. And he said, Carrie, you still interested in back half days? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, weirdly enough, someone wants to go on back half nights, which is the shift that no one wants. So two days before I was about to start my night shift, God changed things around and put me on the only shift that will allow me to never miss church. That's the kind of God I serve. When you follow and you let things go, his promises can reign. Another opportunity arose after God gave me that shift. I had been applying at Facebook for a couple months for different data center positions that they have. And what looked like an amazing opportunity rose up with them. The pay was about $50,000 more a year than what I'm currently making. I don't know about y'all, but for me, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I talked to my wife about it. With the job would come 30% travel all, all across the country to, and international to their different data centers. And I was justifying it in my mind. I was like, well, babe, I'm working 12-hour shifts at Microsoft, so you're not going to see me on those days that I'm working anyways. I'll leave before you wake up, and I'll come home, and you're going to bed. So what's the difference in that and having to travel 30% of the time? And I prayed about it, started going through the process, scheduled the interviews, and it just kept nagging at the back of my mind, and I just kept thinking about it. And finally, I came to the realization two days before I was about to interview, and I said, I told my wife, I said, babe, I'm pulling my application. The money is not worth it, because though I can justify it in my mind, that 30% travel could take me out of the house of God, I would have no control over when and where I travel, and it's not worth it. Money is not worth the purpose of God and his promises. Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. There may be some of you in here that the thing that you're holding on to is your own accomplishments. You look at all the things that you have done on your own. And you say, I should be somewhere else. I should be here. Why am I here? Who's holding me back? I've done all these things. Why ain't I here? If Jesus Christ himself had to humble himself, what makes you think that you're any better? 
your own accomplishments that you did on your own are worth nothing in the grand scheme of things. Nothing can be done without God in your life. Nothing worth holding on to can be done without the proper authority in your life. Don't allow your pride to keep you from your promise. Don't puff yourself up, because I know it's easy sometimes. I look at my career and the things that I've done, and I can say, hey, I've done a good job. I've done a lot. But I also look back and I realize, God, I've made a lot of mistakes. I wouldn't be where I'm at unless God had blessed me and given me grace and mercy. Do not allow pride to keep you from making it to your promise. Mark 8 and 36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I'm coming to the end of what I have to say here. And I want to talk about something that I think is the most dangerous. You see, you don't have to leave this assembly. You don't have to walk out those doors to walk away from your promise. If you've been in this your whole life like I have, church is what we do. Whether I'm doing right or I'm doing wrong, I'm going to be at church. That's, that's where I go, you know. Uh, but just because you're on that pew, just because you're in every service, just because you're in a ministry, doesn't mean you haven't started to walk away from your promise. You see, we can come here and we can learn to play church. We can learn to look the part. We can learn to say the right things. And still, our heart has already begun to walk away from God. You see, eventually your body will follow where your heart goes. But you can die on a pew by allowing yourself to not submit to the words that are spoken across this pulpit. You see, ultimately, all these different things, the love of your family, those connections, pride, not wanting to listen to the word of God, not, not agreeing with the word of God that comes across, all come down to one word, and that word is submission. You see, ultimately, it's about either submission to the man of God or submission to the word of God. And if you do not align yourself with either one of those and allow those, both of those forms of submission to be in your life, then you will lose out on your promise. It may not happen today and it may not happen tomorrow, but it will happen. What is worth your promise here today? Nothing, I can tell you that much. Nothing is worth your promise. And we serve a God of grace and mercy. So if you have found yourself in your mind or in your body walking away from your promise due to lack of submission, or anything else, it is never too late. If you continue to walk away, eventually God will allow you to delude yourself into thinking that you're right. But we don't have to let it get that far. Thank you for your time. Can we continue to give the Lord some glory for another moment? He's worthy, amen. He's worthy, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a little bit of praise this morning.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. We give you praise this morning. Magnify you, mighty God. One more time, put your hands together as you are seated. with Reverend Clemens, the powerful word from the Lord.